Medicare is complicated. Medicare can be confusing. Medicare is no fun to study. Will you know what decisions to make when Medicare time arrives for you? My name is Doug Jones, and I wrote a book to help you figure it all out. Medicare for the Lazy Man. It's on sale at Amazon and BarnesandNoble.com. Also, you can download and listen to my podcast, Medicare for the Lazy Man, wherever fine podcasts are given away free of charge. Medicare for the Lazy Man, simplest and easiest guide ever. Straight from the land of milk and honey, it's the Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast. The Medicare podcast that is 100% made in America. Ready or not, here he comes, Medicare expert, Doug Jones. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to another exciting and thrill-packed episode of Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast. If my Canadian nephew, Drew McMillan, didn't tell you, I should tell you that I am Doug Jones. I am your Medicare expert, and I expect to be your Medicare expert for a very long period of time. The service that I perform for you if you're planning an encounter with Medicare at some point in your future is to help you feel confident about that encounter and to help you understand what you need to do in order to avoid any unpleasantness that Medicare may throw your way and to come out of the whole encounter smelling like a rose. Not everybody has the uh, opportunity to learn how to smell like a rose, but if you were to go to amazon.com or barnesandnoble.com and purchase my book, which is entitled Medicare for the Lazy Man 2023, And if you take the time to read that book, which should take you about an hour and a half or so, depending on whether you uh, drink while you're reading, uh, then you will have the knowledge that it would take you to enjoy your encounter with Medicare, to prepare for it, to uh, exercise your rights as a U.S. citizen, and to come out of that encounter victorious and satisfied. And after that, uh, Medicare is a piece of cake for the rest of your life. So if you do, in fact, go to buy my book, if you go to Amazon.com, you're going to find four different editions. You can buy the uh, Kindle edition, which is instantly available and uh, considerably less expensive than almost any other book in the uh, repertoire that they have. You can buy the uh, the um, Audible version in which uh, somebody reads the book pronounces all the hard words and turns the pages for you and announces the chapter headings, does all the work for you. You can purchase the tried and true paperback. Make sure you put 2023 in the search window when you uh, are looking because you don't want to accidentally get an older edition. And finally, if you are um, a little on the flush side, then you might want to purchase the $22 hardcover edition of the book. It's got the same knowledge but it's so much more beautiful to look at, and it's a, a true object to art that will look ideal sitting on your coffee table or on your bookshelf. Uh, when you have company over, it'll be something to show off a little bit. So purchase Medicare for the Lazy Man 2023. You will be a Medicare expert just like me, and uh, I think you'll be happy that you did. Most people that have read the book have written me to tell me that they are. In fact, what you could do is go to uh, Amazon and leave a little 
customer review. It doesn't have to be long, but if you think the book was helpful, then I would appreciate it if you mention that in the customer review space on Amazon.com. Speaking of appreciating things, here's a guy that I appreciate every time we record these podcasts. It's Randy Carson. Randy, it's good to see you. It's well, I don't thank know. Thank you. I don't know where you're being seen. Uh, it's that a conference the, room. Yeah, that's the new C to C tower. Oh, so you you have a new tower just like I do, apparently, huh? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Medicare for the lazy man has got several towers uh, right. on various points in the you know the United States. I we just have the one. This I don't know if you can see out the window there, but it this particular one is on the park in Omaha, Nebraska. Oh, no there's kidding! A, there's a Central Park. Well, set well. Okay, it's Gene Leahy Mall is what it used to be called. Uh, now, now they're uh, you know the the building that I am in is just on the edge of it. And I don't know if you can see down there, right there at the bottom. There's actually a a little pool, a lagoon. I can see water, uh, and it's just really cool. So yeah, we we recently closed on. It's a whole floor. We've got a whole floor. We wow. recently we recently closed on it uh, last week, and. Uh, Bottom line is the mortgage business and the real and the uh, home business is not good, but the building business is fine. You know, the, co the commercial uh, building business is good. Well, good for you for recognizing that. It really, that looks like a much more pleasant view of Omaha. When I see Omaha, it's from 80. When I drive through on 80, <laughs> I'm not seeing the best uh, part of Omaha, I don't think. You know, no, you're, you're, more of a, you're more of an expert than I no, you're yeah. seeing you're seeing none. You're seeing none of the good parts of Omaha. <laughs> oh boy! Well, someday I'll uh, take a, a side trip and scout out a little bit, explore a little bit of the actual Omaha. It's interesting that a very long rectangular state like Nebraska has its biggest city and its capital like an hour apart. The capital's not even in the middle of the state anywhere. It no. is way towards the east end of the state. No, it's yeah. The Lincoln is obviously out in the middle of well. It's it's uh, I'd say it's about two thirds toward. It's about one third into the uh, the east side of Nebraska, and then um, obviously Omaha is right on the right on the line between Iowa yeah, and Nebraska. Yeah. And then once you get past Lincoln, uh -huh. as as you might imagine, for oh, those yeah. of you on the podcast that are from Nebraska or at least the Midwest. The uh, population kind of thins out a bit. I, I noticed that it's uh, more livestock and crops than it is people. Yeah, yeah. There's a I, lot of cattle. There's more cattle than there is people. <laughs> I I did I did read Centennial by James Michener, which gave me an idea as to a little bit of the history and geography of Southern Nebraska. Uh, where the Platte River goes through and all that stuff. So yeah, I, I feel as though I'm at least understanding a little bit of what formed the state of Nebraska when I drive through it there. It's uh, uh, very, <laughs> it's it's uh, something I need to think about something to keep myself awake is what it is. Yeah. There's not much to watch on the way across Nebraska because if you were, if you were actually starting on the uh, East line between Nebraska and Iowa, uh -huh. And and you stayed in the middle of the state uh, and didn't veer down to the south to where you actually would run out of the state quicker. Well, you you do have to go down south to get to Lincoln, though, don't you? When you come out of Omaha, uh, Lincoln, a, a little bit, yeah, a little bit. But if you stay on eighty, it takes you all the way from the east coast to the west. 
Mm-hmm. And I can tell you within a few feet, it is the most boring 440 <laughs> miles that you could ever imagine. Oh, boy. I understand completely. Well, uh, I when I go through there, it's um, I don't say it's not enjoyable, but I'm always happy to see it in my rearview mirror. <laughs> <laughs> this is exactly the state. You may not know it, Doug, but this is exactly the state where the comment was, are we there yet? Yeah, uh, was invented by every child from Nebraska. And and the answer was always unsatisfactory to most of those children, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Hey, count the count the count the trees, count the count the phone poles, do something, but quit asking, are we there yet? Absolutely. Um, do we have any uh, stupid laws to deal with today or has that oh, fallen off gosh. the agenda? Let's see. Let me pull one up. This is uh, not a typical I, day. We we've had interruptions in the podcast recording schedule and I've, yeah, we were trying to get my air conditioner going, which uh, those of you on the podcast might wonder why I need an air conditioner. Well, I'm in Arizona, yep. as you might imagine, and and pretty. I don't know. Would you agree that we are pretty much air, air conditioner prone? Oh, sure. Year round. In in Tucson, most of the older sections of town uh, have uh, swamp boxes. You know, evaporative coolers, but in Phoenix, there's there's no such thing. It's all high-tech air conditioning. And you've got all that heat-producing equipment. Yeah, and I can't do without I was telling Doug before we started recording, I can't do without it because without it, it starts kind of of a deadly circle of I'm getting, the house is getting hotter, my equipment's getting hot. I've got a lot of computer gear, and uh, I can literally heat, well, I can. I can heat the house with my computer gear, which is not a good thing. Pretty much like ENIAC. Yeah. You know, it's all, all yeah. vacuum tubes and uh, a lot of heat dissipation going on. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So here we go. All righty. We are going to have a new stupid law. We've talked about Alaska. Yes, don't we wake any Don't wake any sleeping bears. Well, for not for one particular reason. Yeah, you don't want to <laughs> wake them up for a selfie. It's okay to wake them up for other reasons, I suppose. Yeah, uh, they'll, they'll, they'll look forward to you waking them up, I tell you. <laughs> Uh, and then in Arizona, you can't store your donkey in a bathtub. Right, right. And Nebraska, you cannot go noodling. No. Probably okay. because all the, all the noodling happens in Oklahoma and they're jealous. Okay, so here you go. All righty. I know you're looking forward to this one. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm even going to tell you what state it's from and you'll we, never, you'll never guess it. All righty. Arkansas. What Arkansas. is the stu- what is the stupidest law on the books oh, in Arkansas? Boy. This is a tough one. I have to say that it's um <clears throat> a lot of people would make fun of Arkansas, but one of my grandmothers was born and raised in Arkansas, Fayetteville to be exact, uh, before she married and moved to Oklahoma, and she would not have tolerated any stupid laws because she became basically the powers that be in McCurtain County, Oklahoma, after her husband, who was a judge, died, which would be my grandfather. He died at about age 54, and she became the county clerk, and she was in charge of everything business-wise in that county. So having come from Arkansas, what might she have had to encounter um, as a stupid law? Well, that was back in the 1930s, so who knows what was going on. You know, Randy, I'm going to have to throw up my hands and and, uh, surrender. I don't know what stupid law the Arkansans might have enacted. Well, I I know you're. it's just going to pop to the top once I tell you. 
Already? I'm, I'm sure you know this. It is against the law in Arkansas to name your child Zabradaka. <laughs> all right. That brings up a few questions. Uh, first of all, why, why would one want to name their child Zabradaka? Well, you know, the funny part about it is they don't know. It's oh. on the books and the, they don't know. You can read the full article on this uh, particular entry. At it. I'll give you the uh, I'll give you the link. But anyway, there must have been some really bad thing in Arkansas, a really bad person named Zabradaka, which is Z-A-B-R-A-D-A-C-K-A, Zabradaka. So you just don't want to name your kid Zabradaka. But if you look that up, I'm sure you'll find that in Arkansas, they had a really good reason. All right. Now, I remember in Alabama, uh, the fine was very stiff for dressing like a clergyman. Uh, yes. It was a $500 fine for that infraction. I'm preparing myself to hear the same kind of thing about violating that law in Arkansas. What is the fine, or does it tell you? Oh, no, they don't say there's any fine. They're just going to kill you. Okay, well, yeah, there are plenty of trees to hang you from, I suppose. <laughs> so anyway, oh, we will boy. now if while Doug's doing the real business of Medicare for the lazy man, I'll look up and see if there's any real reason on the books as to why they did this. Please do. Well, I wasn't really sure that Randy was going to have any pithy uh, discussion material at the beginning of the uh, the podcast episode because he has been distracted by the HVAC experts working on the equipment in his house. So I uh, ran across an interesting thing to discuss in its place, and now I can't stop thinking about it. Um, I subscribe to a service that that provides podcasts with guests and provides uh, guests with podcasts to uh, visit on. And so every couple of days, I get a um, an email that lists about 10 people that would like to be a guest on our podcast. And it lists about 10 podcasts that are looking for guests. And so, of course, I'm always hoping to find some person that wants to discuss Medicare. And I have yet to see, after several years of reading this subscription email, I have yet to see any real Medicare oriented podcast. However, the most recent edition, which came to me yesterday, uh, has a guest. One of the guests was featured. They pay extra. So they can have 10 people that could be a guest on your podcast, but then they'll feature one with a larger picture and a larger audience. And uh, the guest that was featured, and I'm trying to think of a way to justify this, and I'm hoping Randy will help me um, to uh, justify inviting this person to become a guest on our podcast. Um, the person's name is Air Force Amy, and she is an expert in many things, apparently. <clears throat> and so there's a little button there right next to her picture. She's very, very comely. And the picture, the uh, button says, uh, invite, you know, click here. Um, Air Force Amy <laughs> is featured as an expert in being a prostitute. <laughs> and she is a a uh, uh, courtesan, a legal courtesan in some, you know, house of ill repute in Nevada. And uh, she was on uh, um, an HBO series called Cat House. Uh, I guess I never saw it, although <clears throat> looking at this picture of Air Force Amy, I should have uh, probably made an effort to see it. Uh, so she's an expert in all kinds of uh, subjects related to 
that kind of business. Uh, her bio, it says, from teenage runaway hitchhiking across the country to highly decorated USAF veteran to 30 years as a legal courtesan in Nevada brothels. So this picture makes her look like she's about 25 years old. So she obviously, uh, it was taken long ago. But um, I just wondered why all of a sudden this person was featured in my list of uh, podcast experts. Usually it's housewives that are starting coaching businesses. They want to be your life coach and tell you how you should do stuff and how you should fold your laundry and everything else. Um, so I'm thinking, Randy, I sent you a, a copy of this uh, listing for her. Uh, if you think of a way that we can invite her and justify it, say my all my concern is always being able to uh, deduct the expenses of this project here. And if we're starting to invite pretty looking girls for no reason connected to Medicare, I think the IRS is probably going to, you know, come a calling and probably their findings will be that I'm going to have to pay more in taxes. So if you can think of a way to justify having air force, Amy join our podcast as a guest, then uh, I would be very appreciative. So let me I, know. I think I think I have a I think I have a good uh, oh, justification, Doug. Lay it lay it on me. We could have Air Force Amy discuss her uh, personal hands-on you know experience with heart attacks. Oh, okay. <laughs> She's probably caused a few. I'm guessing. Yeah, in, yeah. in her line of work. Well, yeah. I, as I say, she's a very comely lass. They have a nicely sized picture of her on this uh, this uh, profile of her, and uh, they're pitching her as a podcast guest. And so Randy's got a good idea there. If I can uh, sell that in a few places, we may get, get a hold of Amy and ask her if she wants to be a guest on a Medicare-related podcast. Now, she might say, I don't know anything about Medicare. Maybe I shouldn't do that. Or she might say, sure, what the heck? <laughs> so one way or well, the you other. Just, you just never know. You know, Air Force Amy, uh, given the fact that she's, you know, a veteran and, you know, she's she's worked in the indus various industries. Yeah. She's probably got a lot of miles. Well, I'm guessing judging by her <laughs> yeah, judging by her her uh, profile, it sounds as though and, you know, uh, 30... she has a lot has a lot of experience, I'm sure. Yeah, in in the service industry, as I understand it. Yeah, she she definitely definitely interest. You know, she's definitely uh, very knowledgeable of a service business. Right, and selling insurance is kind of a service that I That's provide. A for service, people. yeah. All right, That's a well, service. You're you're starting to turn me around here. I was a I was despairing of being able to justify having Air Force Amy as a guest, but now you're you're starting to make me feel as though it's doable. So I, I, I appreciate. Think we, that. I think we can make it happen. All righty. I'm going to work on that after this episode is over. But first things first, I've got a whole lot of correspondence. In fact, I have so many different types of things to talk about that I told Randy that all we were going to do is a variety of short subjects. And I want to make sure that uh, I don't run out of time here uh, when those crickets uh, croak then it turns out that that's when the uh, we ought to slam the episode closed. So I'm going to just keep reading here until I see the timer telling me that it's uh, it's time to go home. Let's start out with a uh, a person named Mark who is a a person I've corresponded with over the last few years. He originally wrote me with some question. Now he never buys anything, 
But his questions are kind of interesting. And so I thought, okay, let me see what Mark is going to be up to now. And he is probably still not going to buy anything for me, but they're from me. But uh, so I have his latest correspondence here, which came in, started a couple of days ago. And we went back and forth. He says, hi, Doug. Hmm. I think uh, that's the wrong way. I've got to start at the other end of this voluminous correspondence. He says here, hello, Mr. Jones. Aha, much more formal. Thanks so much for your book, Medicare for the Lazy Man. Very helpful information. Three years ago, when I retired and hit age 65, I basically followed your advice and opted for original Medicare with a Medigap Plan G from Humana. And uh, frankly, I got to tell you, I didn't sell that to him. I don't know where he got it, but I'm not getting a commission check from Humana for him. Uh, Anyway, he says, overall, I've been pleased with the coverage. Although I'm beginning to think that I should have listened more closely to your advice and selected the high deductible plan G. My Humana plan G started out at $117 per month, and that's pretty reasonable. But currently, three years later, it is costing $172 per month. My current thinking is that this plan will continue to see more frequent and larger premium hikes than the high deductible plan G will incur. I've had fairly significant health issues for many years. I take several medications, so I'm thinking that my options to change my Medigap insurance are limited. So I will probably stay with my current plan for now. I do wonder if I would have any success if I attempted to stay with Humana, but switch to their high, uh, their plan G high deductible, since Humana is already obligated to cover me. Also, could you confirm the following for me? Uh, Number one, the open enrollment period every year does not apply to me and my Medigap policy, i.e., if I can pass underwriting requirements in spite of my medical conditions and an insurance company offered me a new Medigap policy, I could effectively change my Medigap policy at any point in the year. And I confirmed that was correct. Number two, if down the road my Medigap policy becomes too expensive to maintain, Will I always have the option to switch to a Medicare Advantage plan at that point? Or do Advantage plans also have the ability to deny coverage due to pre-existing medical conditions? Thanks again for all you do to clear up some of the muddy waters that surround Medicare insurance. And I said, hello again, Mr. Harris. It's It's good to hear from you. In answer to the points you mentioned, number one, I usually agree with your observation, or I always agree with your observation, The plan G will always have larger increases and usually more frequent rate increases than high deductible plan G. Number two, Humana would require that you answer health history questions in order to make a change from plan G to high deductible plan G. Some states have adopted a birthday rule, which would offer you an opportunity to dodge that requirement once per year. Question number three or statement number three, which is in answer to his question number one, you are correct on both counts, meaning that the um, uh, open enrollment period has nothing to do with Medicare uh, supplements. And uh, you can basically, if you can get through underwriting, can change your Medicare supplement at any point in the year. And your second question, yes, Medicare Advantage would be an option for you. No medical underwriting and no waiting period for pre-existing conditions. If you want to satisfy your curiosity, check out the attached health questionnaire. If you can honestly answer no to all questions, this highly rated company, United American, would accept you for coverage with their Medicare supplement. 
um, in their high deductible plan G. Your premium for that would be $43 per month as opposed to $172 a month. And your risk of additional out-of-pocket cost sharing would have an annual limit. I would be happy to work up a more detailed illustration for you if you can pass the medical questionnaire. Let me know whenever I can be of service to you. And uh, Mark says, hello, Doug. I received the questionnaire. Thanks. I do have developing cataracts. Not sure what the time frame is for removal, but that's one of the questions on the health questionnaire. If you say yes to having cataracts, they will not cover you until the cataract surgery has been completed. I have mild prostate cancer. Oh, boy. So it looks like I will continue with my current Humana G plan for the foreseeable future. If and when the premiums get too high to manage, I will look at Medicare Advantage plans. I do have one follow-up question. For my uh, prescription drug plan, I started out with a Humana prescription drug plan, but switched a couple of years ago to WellCare PDP. The first year WellCare plan cost to me was $12.90 per month. The second year, it was reduced to $10.60 per month. And I understand, if I understand correctly, in 2024, this plan will cost nothing. Is that correct? I like my well care drug plan. I pay zero copay for a couple of my meds and uh, very small copays for a couple more. I don't understand how a prescription drug plan can provide good benefits and cost me nothing. Also, my understanding is that just like my Medigap policy, I do not have to renew my prescription drug plan every year. It will automatically renew, and it'll be in force as long as I continue to pay the premiums. Is that correct? And what happens when the prescription drug plan premium reduces to zero? Does it still automatically renew each year, even though I no longer remit payment? Or do I need to take yearly action to ensure continued coverage? And I said, hi, Mark. You must have the WellCare Value Script plan. It will cost $0 in some places, $0.50 cents per month in some places, and up to $3 in other places. This explanation, or the explanation for this, is that they are trying to increase market share in many areas of the U.S., and the government is likely to be supporting a large part of their operating overhead. You are correct that your Medicare supplement and your Part D prescription drug plan will both automatically renew unless you take action to stop that from happening. Here's a hypothetical. Let's say that in two years you receive the ANOC, A-N-O-C, the Annual Notice of Change for your drug plan, and it says that your premium will be increased from zero to $56 per month, let's say. This is not unheard of at all, but you may decide to ask me to do a scientific search for the cheapest available drug plan in your area. If I discover a cheaper plan that will cover all of your drugs for the following year, and if you ask me to help you enroll in this new plan, your current plan will automatically terminate on December 31st. No action will be required of you. And Mark wrote back and said, Hi, Doug. All the information you have provided is indeed very helpful. Thanks. I'll be sure to contact you in the future for assistance as needed. So basically what Mark has done here is provided me with some interesting podcast content about some of the plans he has, and and uh, he has done nothing to line my pockets with any, uh, any shekels because uh, he hasn't purchased anything from me. At least I don't think he has. I don't, I'm pretty sure I didn't sell him his uh, uh, Humana drug plan. All right. Now, here's a woman. Similar situation, a health problem has uh, um, entered her 
uh, life, and she wants to know what she can do about it. She was referred to me by a uh, another client of mine. So she says, good afternoon. My name is Mora Sova. Well, I don't know what her, you know, maybe I didn't pronounce it properly, but um, she says, I'm a good friend of Kathy Blank, your client. I live here in Florida as well. I have some questions about Medicare supplements on behalf of my husband and will probably obtain new insurance for him. He has a Humana Gold Plus PPO Medicare Advantage plan. Ooh, ooh, yes. Uh, So anyway, on November 8th, he went into cardiac arrest while he was out running. It was pretty bad, and he was in a coma for a few days. He is now inpatient rehab and miraculously should make a full recovery, which is a beautiful thing. We're thinking about changing him to Medicare plus a supplement instead of the Advantage plan. My big question is whether or not they penalize pre-existing conditions, or is there a six-month waiting period or anything like that at all? Any info you can give me will be greatly appreciated. Thanks a bunch. So I responded to her. Hello, Mrs. Uh, so-and-so. I'm glad to hear that your husband's recovery appears to be assured. I also applaud your goal of switching to Medicare plus a supplement at the earliest possible time. If your husband has had the Medicare supplement plan, or the, excuse me, I said supplement, I should have said Medicare Advantage plan. If he has had the Medicare Advantage plan for less than 12 months, he has a right to execute your plan effective January 1st without regard to his medical history. If he has had the Medicare Advantage plan for longer than 12 months, he will have to answer a medical questionnaire. I have attached the most benign questionnaire I know from a company that I like very much, United American Insurance. I believe that question 15 would be the most troublesome for your husband. If he needs no treatment, including meds, for the uh, heart problem he had for two years in a row, he would be accepted by United American for coverage with their Medicare supplements without any increase in premium, by the way, or without a waiting period. In the meantime, there may be a Medicare Advantage plan available that offers more satisfactory coverage, and this is the direction that I would suggest you uh, consider for now. If I can offer additional help, please be sure to let me know. And she says, thank you so much for the information. When I read about this online, it wasn't clear as to pre-existing medical conditions. It sounded like you could enroll during open enrollment with no penalties, but that's obviously not the case. He's had his Humana Gold PPO plan since uh, January 1st of 23, so that is less than a year. But unfortunately, prior to that, he had a different Humana HMO Advantage plan. So it looks like he would be excluded until the two years have passed. He will need med plus uh, meds, He'll need medicine plus outpatient cardiac rehab, and this will all extend into 2024, so he may be better off keeping what he has until next year. He has been happy with the Humana plan thus far, as it's covered everything, but we wanted a supplement for next year just in case. Thank you so much for the information. Well, then I felt it necessary, just in case there was a misunderstanding, to go back and send her one more message. I said, it sounds to me like he might need treatment, drugs, and therapy far into 2024, which would probably preclude qualifying for a Medicare supplement until the end of 2026 in the best-case scenario. This is basic 
but I want to make sure that you have a clear understanding. In order to buy a Medicare supplement, one must disenroll from the existing Medicare Advantage plan and re-enroll in actual Medicare uh, Parts A and B. This is the most easily accomplished in October and November with the actual charge or change in coverage occurring on New Year's Eve. When one has a Medicare Advantage plan like the Humanic Gold, one does not have any part of Medicare, so you cannot buy a supplement because there is no Medicare to supplement. I hope everything, uh, I hope this helps to clarify things a little bit. Good luck to both of you, and let me know whenever I can help in the future. I wanted her to understand that she can't get a Medicare supplement without having both parts of Medicare in place. It sounded like she just wanted to buy a supplement to um, protect her husband in addition to his existing Humana plan, but that is not possible, not legal, and not something that she can do. And I see by the old clock on the wall that I've outlived the crickets. I'm sure they're all laying with their little legs in the air because I let them chirp themselves to death, and I'm very sorry for that, Randy. That's okay. I I always enjoy the information because, you know, no matter how many episodes we've done, which is, oh gosh, well over 500 now, I always learn something new because there's always some little twist in somebody's requirement for Medicare, Medicare supplement, medic, you know, whatever the case may be. And I always learn something from the, from how they have to approach it, but it never changes my mind about what? Medicare crapola or no. Yes. Medicrap. Medicrap. Yeah. Well, there's, you know, the, the, the other name for Medicare supplement plans is Medigap. So the way my little mind works is I said, okay, Medigap, okay, I'm going to start calling Medicare, sup, not supplement plans, but Medicare, Medicare Advantage. Advantage plans, Medicrap. I, I think that's uh, certainly called for in this case because they are getting pretty crappy. More yeah. and more people dissatisfied, poorly served by these Medicrap plans that they buy. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's, it's going down the wrong way. So anyway, I need to probably, the 75 cents, I just wanted to let you know, the 75 cents is long gone, and right. we just need to bring the train into the station. But before I do, there's always a few little, you know, wrap-up things that I like to take care of and make sure that you guys on the Medicare uh, podcast, Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast, understand is that Doug loves to communicate with you guys, and you can do that with using this email address, dbj at mlmmailbag.com, or remember, he is licensed nationwide to help you with your Medicare supplement planning. You can check us out at the website, medicareforthelazyman.com. We would also appreciate a review. If you can find a place to give us a review, on the books, the podcast, you know, anything that we produce, it would be awesome because it's all about the numbers. And as we close in on the end of, what is this, 2023 already? Oh, oh God, my I've gosh. To, I've got to start writing the 2024 book, Randy. I haven't even started that yet. I know. You know, at the end of the day, when we close out this year, I always want to thank you for joining <laughs> us because you could have been a hundred different places doing many different things and you weren't. You were with us, which we always enjoy because with you is a lot more fun than without you. And Autumn, I just want to let you know we're gonna we're gonna have a sale. I haven't run this past Doug, but I'm sure I'm sure he'll approve it. 
we're going to start putting coupons out that says, you know, if you buy one Medicare for the lazy man book, you can buy the second one or the third one for full price. Such a deal. Such a deal. I know. I think I think Doug will approve it. Those what do you think? Good, good stocking stuffers, as I recall. Absolutely. 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 So anyway, <clears throat> we need to close shop. But if you haven't paid any attention on your wristwatch, you, you have just spent about 32 and a half minutes with Doug Jones, the anti-insurance insurance guy originally from Oklahoma. No more. He's camped up in the high ground behind Cave Creek, Arizona, in his fortress of solitude. And I'm going to take a, I'm going to give him a break today. It's going to be down below 10,000 feet. So you don't need, you do not need your oxygen. Okay. That's fantastic. Thank you so much. And thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us. We'll look forward to having you join us for our next episode. Bye-bye. <laughs>